All right, welcome to another episode of Captain R's Awesome Philosophy on Leadership. So this is going to be a re-recording of the Taking Action episode. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it on the way to work, but I think that as we continue to progress in this podcast, that we improve the audio quality and hopefully uh, listenability of these podcast episodes so that it can be shared and hopefully have a broader reach and a larger impact. So this episode of Taking Action I think is the most important aspect of being a leader and really one of the best ways of finding success in whatever job that you're in, whatever career field uh, you're pursuing and any personal endeavors that you may be trying to branch out into such as hobbies or anything along those lines. And the reason why I find it so important is that there's a tendency of individuals to stagnate, um, wait for perfect opportunities to arise, to take action, Um, or they find themselves in some sort of planning paralysis or other types of mindsets where they're continuing and continuing and continuing to prepare for something without actually executing and doing the action required. And so when it comes to junior leaders, no matter what organization you're in, uh, with my perspective, it's more in the military uh, realm Disciplined initiative is extremely important. When it comes to my subordinate leaders, one of the things that I find most valuable in the ones that are good are their abilities to identify things that require um, action and then forming a plan and executing. And the key point in those steps is actually executing. I am much more, as a leader of subordinate leaders, I'm much more impressed by someone that will take a 70% plan and execute it than sit there and continue and continue to nitpick and overplan to try to reach that perfect solution. And the reason being is that, especially in junior leaders, taking these actions grows into a habit. And as they perform more and more actions, even if it is at a 70% level, or an 80% level, it's not quite the perfection that they were hoping for, or maybe you're hoping for as uh, their leader or raider or whatever may be in your organization. It still creates that experience and it allows them to learn from that experience. And it also gets you closer to your end state or goal, regardless of you know it being the perfect plan or not. And once you can generate that discipline initiative in your subordinate leaders or yourself, whichever aspect uh, you're listening to these episodes in in hopes of accomplishing, whether it's self-development or in your attempts to develop other leaders in your organization, being able to communicate and also being able to wrap your head around just taking action, just doing the thing to get you closer is a huge leap. It does not have to be pretty, it does not have to be perfect, but actually just trying and making the attempt. A prime example of this is this podcast, right? I am just winging it. (laughs) I have not really looked up anything on how to do it. I have not really looked up anything with regard to gathering uh, listeners or anything along those lines. So if you found this, you found it completely by happenstance. I found an easy platform and I realized that I could just hit a record button and then stop recording and boom, I got a podcast episode. And so this is my attempt at taking action towards an end state of having an impact on junior leaders across the globe. 
I want to improve the leadership quality across the world, especially in the military. Um, I feel like there is definitely a culture of leadership where it needs improvement. And so this is my action that I'm doing about it. And so like this isn't pretty, like there isn't background music, like there isn't any type of giveaways or advertisements, at least at the time of this recording, it is the action that counts. And it is getting that first step to making things happen. And if you think about it big scale, you think about companies that have formed, you think about millionaires that did not start off as millionaires. It all started with actually taking a first step. And once those steps are taken, the education can happen along the way. And so this, this whole spiel right here is really just trying to hammer home the importance of disciplined initiative to get through that common trend of being stagnant. So you want to beat that stagnation. You want to beat that mindset of over-preparing and waiting for the perfect moment to execute. And you want to get yourself and you want to get your subordinates in the habit of not being reckless. I'm not promoting recklessness, but of taking action, of putting the initial bare bone plan together and then executing. And if you can get in the habit of that, then one action will lead into another will lead into another and slowly you're making progress because if there was no action and you continue to plan or there's no action and it's purely out of fear of rejection or failure or any of those other potentially negative consequences, then you are already failing. You have already failed. So get out there, be uncomfortable and take that action. So beat that stagnation with disciplined initiative. Now to, to get that initiative, it's not always easy. It's not just wake up in the morning and boom, I'm going to go do something. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe, maybe you went to bed and, and slammed three espressos before you fell asleep and you woke up energized and just ready to get after it. But not everyone's that way. And so you need to think about how do you inspire others to do so? How do you inspire yourself to do so? And so a lot of inspiration will start with yourself. Because I feel like if you can't apply these principles to yourself, then it's going to be exceptionally difficult to explain to others since you won't be able to empathize and relate with beating that stagnation and demonstrating disciplined initiative. So how do you get that inspiration yourself? So to inspire yourself, I feel you need to have a goal. The inspiration comes from the end state that you have in mind. It comes from that vision that you are trying to reach by taking these actions because your actions are purposeful. They're not random. Your actions are moving you forward. They're, they're moving you towards something. They are not just sporadic. So though it's not a perfect plan, it is in a direction that you can adjust the course to get to that end state. And so that inspiration, that end state needs to be powerful enough for you to want to take that action. And I find in, in, if you start thinking of the actions you take throughout the day and the results of those actions, you may find things you know that require less motivation or inspiration and some things that require a little bit more, right? It may take you a lot less inspiration to go buy a coffee from the store because you're tired. Um, maybe you want something to drink on your way to work. So you go stop by the, the gas station and you pick up a coffee. Okay, pretty low motivation, low cost, right? Cost you like a buck 50, get yourself a coffee, you have something to sip on and you're starting to feel energized and it becomes a habit. Something a little bit more tricky, right? Maybe you want to purchase a house for an investment property. Well, there's a lot of upfront costs there. 
you know? So, you know, you need to really look into your inspiration or whatever motivation you have for that purchase. Think about it from a job perspective. Uh, think about it from the military, right? You want to have your formation be the most lethal fighting force that you can possibly have it be, right? And so that end state, that inspiration you might be thinking of to go through a very painful and deliberate training progression might be the understanding that your end state is to be able to bring home all those soldiers. You know, your end state is to successfully engage and destroy whatever enemy you may be encountering uh, while overseas and maximizing the amount of value that you're bringing back home, equipment, personnel, intelligence, etc. Right. And so that's pretty inspiring, but it oftentimes takes reminding because it's not an everyday event. So think about that. Think about those things that you are trying to accomplish long-term or short-term to get that inspiration to take that action. And you'll notice that the more difficult and the more intensive or the more painful the process, the more inspiration that's going to be required. But then if you look at the low inspiration items, right? Like I mentioned the, the purchasing of the coffee earlier on, that can become a habit, right? Think about all the habits that you have wake up, brush your teeth, right? Or maybe wake up, don't brush your teeth, whatever it is, those habits become formed and those actions become easier and easier. And it's the same thing with these larger actions. It's the same thing with training your body to beat that stagnation It's training your mind to have that discipline initiative and find opportunities to solve problems before they get worse and before they fester. It is a habit you can form. And it is something that through inspiration and, and reminding yourself, you can form those habits, get those rewards through that process of executing and, and preventing problems from getting worse than they could be. So that's how I kind of think about inspiration. And the same thing can happen for your subordinates. If you continue to remind them the purpose, the why, the power behind the actions that they're taking, or the absolute, you know, the goals and the accomplishments that will be received for them and the organization, if they continue along a certain path and they continue to take the actions that you're recommending or that they're discovering on their, on their own and you're helping to adjust and helping to guide them towards that end state, that is extremely powerful. And so goals and end states, right? So oftentimes people might have a vague idea of what they want. They're trying to work on that inspiration. I want to be the best squad leader. I want to be the best PL. You know, I want to have a formation that is, you know, a bunch of barrel chested freedom fighters. All they care about is, you know, PTing, you know, hitting, hitting the town, working hard and playing hard. How do we get there? What's that? How's How do we get to that culture? And so that's where you need to clearly define that goal. You got to clearly define that end state, which will help with your inspiration. So you get inspired for a general concept. You need to quantify it. You need to make it a thing. You need to make it a measurable goal. And once you have that, then you have what I call kind of, uh, you may have heard of it in other uh, kind of either philosophies or uh, leadership podcasts or books or something like that as, as bridge the gap. But I like to think about it a little bit differently or with different verbiage. But essentially there's three areas to getting to a goal. You have on the end, you have the end state, you have the vision, right? At the beginning, you have your baseline, you have your where you are now. So right now you have where you are now, 
and you have your end state, two different points. In between those points, I have the what are you going to do about it zone. And in that what are you going to do about it zone, you need to establish milestones. You need to establish steps. It doesn't matter how many, but you need to have multiple because that is going to be that reward that is going to get you to that end state. So when you're at your baseline and you take your first action, you take that discipline initiative towards your first um, step along the way, having accomplished that is a reward. You can tell yourself, I am that much closer. You just moved your baseline from point A to point B and you're working your way all the way to end state, which is like point Z, right? And so each one that you have and being able to think in your mind, I've knocked one down, I can do another one, I can do another one, and then I can do another one. And you're just getting closer and closer and closer until your baseline and your reality becomes that end state that you've been looking for. And so that's how I think about it. You have where you are, where you're going, and what are you gonna do about it? And so that's how I think about identifying the target, your goals and end state, and then those milestones, those actions you have to take, quick plan, right? You can adjust it along the way, but you need to at least identify your first action. And having those goals quantified like that and those actions quantified like that inspires you because you have that inspiration from the end state, but then you're even further inspired by knowing what's next. And so as you're approaching that and you execute that action, then you can think about what's the next step. And you can try to plan out as far as you can, but you don't necessarily need to know all the steps. You just need to be inspired and motivated to do that one next thing, right? If you're trying to deadlift 800 pounds or something crazy, you're not going to start there. You're going to start at, you know, 300. And then you're going to work your way up to 350 in like a month or two months. And then you're going to work way up and up and up and up and up until you finally get to those 800 pounds, you know, with additional things along the way, like adjustments in diet, adjustments in sleep, adjustments in supplementation, etc. It's not going to happen all at once. But the execution and, and the getting closer and closer and moving that baseline is inspiring. And it can prevent you from staying stagnant. It can continue that habit of discipline initiative. And it'll keep you inspired as you get towards that goal. All right, so you have those goals. So how, you, how do you keep yourself accountable, though? The inspiration may not be enough, right? Especially if you have multiple lines of effort. There's definitely several things that you want to accomplish. You know, you want to become a faster runner. You want to be able to create products quicker. Um, you want to work on different things with, with your family. There's so many aspects to life. And there's so many goals and lines of effort that each leader is trying to accomplish. So how do you hold yourself accountable to each specific thing? Well, I don't, I don't have a great answer. What I do have is an answer for holding yourself accountable to forming the habit of taking action. And this is something that I threw into practice for myself. And it's something that I make my subordinate lieutenants do, um, you know, when they can. And, and, and I've seen success. And it's essentially having a journal. So I came up with the concept of a journal that I wanted my leaders to have and I wanted to work on with my own to inspire action and hold myself accountable for taking action on a daily basis. And I thought real hard about it because I lead a busy life and I wanted something that could be quick, um, as quick as I wanted it to be at least. And if I'm making others do it, I want it to be quick and easy enough to be maintainable. I did not want to make something complicated to where 
I would not keep up with it. I did not want to make something so um, you know frustrating or difficult or time intensive that if I had others do it, that they would peter out or lose motivation to do so quickly. And so I thought real briefly about what questions or what, what prompts would I want in this journal? And I came up with four. And the first one, which won't make sense for the first day, but bear with me. The first one is, did you accomplish the thing you said you would accomplish yesterday? And if you did, did it result positively or negatively and why? The second question was, what was something positive that you did, or what was an action that ended in a positive result that you either did or observed today? And then the third question is the negative version of that. So what action had a negative result that you observed or executed today? And then the fourth prompt is, what are you going to do tomorrow to be a better leader or to help your soldiers? So the reason why I broke these down the way I did is the first question is holding yourself accountable. You have to explain to yourself that next day why you did or did not do what you said you would. And it's small. You just have to face yourself. But I found that it's effective. You don't want to go back, or at least I do not want to go back to my journal and write down every day that I was unable to execute what I said I would do. And it also shows you whether or not the actions that you're trying to take are too big or they are too specific to be able to accomplish and, and they can fail quickly. And so it, it helps narrow you in on actions that you can take and succeed, which then forms the habit. Question two and three. These are where learning happens. This is where reflection happens, and it doesn't have to take long. I woke up early and got in a run before formation and PT. This was a positive thing because X. That's easy. You know, you can write down some thoughts about how it went, you know, whatever it was. You can find things that are positive in other people. And this is effective in days where it's like weekends, right? Maybe you're not thinking so much about leadership um, actions that you take at work, but you can observe things at the store other employees, customer service that helped you out when you're calling, you know, a phone company or something trying to get things fixed. And this reflection helps create those neural pathways so that you can identify those positive things and those negative things that you want to avoid or continue and incorporate them into your own actions in the future. Those two questions are extremely powerful. And then question number four, what are you going to do? This is where you're forming that habit. This is where you are placing something that you are going to do the next day. And if you do this every day, that's 365 things a year that you accomplished that you may not have accomplished. And if you didn't accomplish them, you still saw actions and recorded reflective actions that were positive and negative every day. And the very first entry I did of this took me about a minute. I did not put a whole lot of detail, but after I did that, the next day I got a little bit more detail. Then the next day I got a little bit more detail. I, be, I have become addicted to this journaling process because I think it's that powerful. It makes me think of doing one thing every day to make myself a better leader or help those around me. And those, that journal is what made me do this podcast. I wrote down one day, I'm going to find a way to extend my reach 
for teaching leadership lessons to improve the leadership quality of those around me. And that's where I decided I'd do the podcast and then so on and so forth. I, you know, it continues to go. And so I think it's that powerful and it's loosely based on, um, you know, if you think about like the scientific method, right? You, 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 you throw out a hypothesis or what you think might happen if you do something. And then you go through your experiment, right? So you actually execute the action and then you, you file your findings and results and what occurred during that experiment. And that's where you have, you know, question one, two, and three, you know, what did you do? how did it go? Right? What did you learn from that action you took? What actions did you see other people take? And so the, between those three questions, you leave having just done that one journal entry with a bunch of information, three different actions, your action, and then potentially other actions you took that may not have been what you wrote down or actions that other people made other leaders that you you know, you follow in your organization, subordinate leaders that did something that you thought were incredible or, or really boneheaded that you're going to learn from. It is a very powerful tool and I highly recommend it. It also gets after, um, kind of what I was talking about with, with the reflection and the learning. I'm going to have different episodes talking about how I think reflection and learning, um, have been most effective for me and how I recommend it. But this is definitely a great entry level point of learning from your environment and learning what works for you in forming the habit of having that discipline initiative and taking action on a daily basis to where it becomes a habit. And then with those other episodes, I'll talk about learning and reflection, but overall that's how you get results. Results cannot happen unless an action occurs. Even using inaction as an action can get you results, but not if it's based off stagnation. So to recap this episode, most people find themselves in a, in a, in a, in a period of stagnation or waiting for the perfect opportunity to execute whatever it is they're thinking about executing. Or even worse, they're scared to do something, and so they are staying stagnant based on fear. You need to execute discipline initiative as a leader. As a leader, you need to develop your junior leaders to find a way to get them to take discipline initiative because results don't happen without actions. How do you keep them inspired? You got to give them that end state. They need to understand the vision and where they're working towards, the where they are and where they're going. Same goes for yourself. You got to know where you're going and you got to know where you are and you got to come up with those first steps and you just got to take them. Write down in your journal, this is what I'm going to do. This is step one. Step one is I'm going to start this journal. Boom, right there. Next day, you keep going, you write down one, two, three, four, you answer those questions, and you keep moving. And that's how you hold yourself accountable. And then you, as a leader, hold your subordinates accountable to continue working on those steps to get to that end state. I hope you found this helpful. I'll continue to re-record a lot of the uh, older episodes that I used to take in my vehicle, um, as I think the audio quality would be a lot better on this, and I can formulate my thoughts a lot better. Other than that, I think that, that sums this up. Um, and I look forward to you talking to you guys again on the next episode. Bye.